0: Welcome to Politics Than Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world, the vessel that holds us all. How is everybody doing this morning? I trust you had a great weekend. I had a great, workful weekend. But before we get started... Let's throw it to our two geniuses populating the control room that brings everything to you over that 100,000-watt transmitter. How are my favorite peeps doing? We
1: are blasting through the dark, bringing light to the nation. And here's Jack. 100000 <laughs> beaming beaming across Houston, oh, ripping across wow. Houston. Ripping up. Whatever hundred thousand <laughs> watt blowtorch ripping through Houston, lighting the dark. And here's Jack.
0: Oh man, that was great! Oh, I, wait, wait, wait before Jack comes off. in. Wait, wait, Jack, 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 Jack. Before you come in, Howard, that was <laughs> great, man.
1: <laughs> well, you know what is radio if you can't have a little fun with it every now and then?
0: Absolutely, yeah. my brothers. Absolutely.
1: Yes, I've been avoiding work for forty eight years now <laughs> and getting better at it, yeah, that's uh, right that's right. well, I built machines to do the job for me.
0: there you go, there you go, music server. hi, right. mm-hmm. what's up, Jack? Well,
2: uh, no, not much wisdom today. Just you know go out and treat your fellow man with
1: some respect, say yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Show respect, and uh you'll get
0: it back, oh yeah. You know, it's funny because when I'm going to my conferences, like in Philadelphia, I, 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 you know, uh, whenever I go to the store or whatever, I was like, yes, ma'am, you know, 19 year old young lady. Yes, ma'am. Or whatever. They looked at me like I was kind of crazy. (laughs)
1: Well, You know, the thing is manners. My folks taught me manners. They said, say, thank you. Say, please. Yes, sir. And no, sir. And it didn't make any difference whether I was talking to a 19 year old or a 90 year old. It's always, yes, ma'am.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I came back from uh, Missouri, I uh, <clears throat> decided that I was going to, uh, I, got, I got a uh, belly button and another thing. Mm-hmm. And I decided to live on the belly button
1: side of things and, and just <laughs> be respectful and say say that, yes, ma'am, and that, yes, sir. Didn't hurt anything. Didn't cost anything. I be know curious. What it,
0: it makes a better day. You know what I started doing also, um, being, being extra respectful to, you know, when you call folks at customer service, because people are always so so shouting at them and, you know, they will start with an attitude and I'll just keep, um, keep an even keel and salute them and, you know, be nice. And I remember telling one, one time, you know, Look, I know what you go through with, with, you know, customer service, but I'm not one of those. I tell you what, let's have a good conversation. What's amazing is how then they try to help you. So, Hey folks, as, as the two geniuses just said, being nice works.
1: Yeah. Courtesy doesn't cost anything. And you've got somebody maybe who's in customer service and they're used to being, you know, nasty folks, talking to them badly because some product doesn't work or they're not able to get somewhere. I mean, I can only imagine the poor folks at AT AT&T, what they must put up with because their stuff is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I can, And I've dealt with AT&T. It's like, yes, you know, I understand. Okay. I know that you didn't cause this problem, but I have a problem that I need to solve. So, and I need your help with it. And nine times out of ten, they will go out of their way to help you. And that's just the way this is just the way it works. When you approach them with an attitude, one of our callers continuously has an attitude and you deal with him so well. I mean, he's eaten so many of his lunches.
0: So. And, you know, and I still love the guy. You know what? It's so funny, though, Howard, 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 Howard.
1: Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. I think. You have just destroyed the possibility of AT&T ever saying, let's underwrite politics done right. But, you know,
1: <laughs> well, you know <laughs> radio comes but we, at a cost.
0: <laughs> but, but you know what? We only tell what here, my brother. We only tell the truth. Anyway, yeah, absolutely.
1: We, what you, got some, you got some truth for us today. So let's get yeah. to
0: it. You know, let's get to the truth. Hey, guys, stick with us today. We got a a, a good program. I was going to start with the the um, the polls on the president, et cetera, but my heart's not really there. So I'm going to do that second if we get to it. Also, I said that on the show, I am not going to talk about, let's say, the sort of the politics of Israel you know, I'm not going to talk about Nakba. I'm not going to talk about 48 and the formation of Israel. I'm not going to talk about that sort of stuff on my politics done right at that I do here at six o'clock. And the reason why, many of you already know. But what I'm morally obligated to talk about is the killing that is currently occurring. Uh, and, you know, I I don't know about you, right? But every time I don't know if 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 it's because I have gone through where family members and and friends et cetera have gone through what indiscriminate vomit means how it feels, et cetera, but all of us uh probably should try to be empathetic with regards to that, and I mean every day I wake up and I hear. Another 500 or another thousand dead Palestinian men, women, children, blood splattered, seeing the the hospital in Gaza where there are kids on the floor, blood on their faces, uh, dust on their faces, filling the wounds, polluting the wounds. I can't help but not be containable. Because it is difficult for anybody with empathy not to understand, not to see that. John Cotter is in the house. How you doing, my brother John? Are you in Japan or are you here in the United States? I bet you're in Japan because you're up early, which means late in Japan, of course. But um, so um, I, I, for those of you who've heard my Panama story, this is, I'm only going to give one minute of it and try to get with the program. But, you know, those people who try to find a rationale to justify 13, now it's up to 13,000 dead in Palestine, would give issues like, well, Hamas came in and killed 1,200 innocent Israelis. Yes, I get it. That is murder. That is that is that is killing that is terrorism that is true let's start with a regular person if somebody comes in here in Houston bust into your your home it's a big this person comes from a big family bust into your home and metralladora machine gun a couple of people in your home do you feel the police justified in believing that they have sort of a location of where that killer lives. Do you feel it justified for the police to go into uh, the different homes of this family who you may think the killer is there or an accomplice of the killer is there and just gun down uh, those people because you think he's hiding behind them? I don't think you would go for that. In Panama... Illegally coming into a country, our own military, goes into Panama looking for Noriega, who was an agent of the CIA for a very long time. But because he once decided to buck the CIA, Bush, number one, had no use for him any longer. And he he sneered at the United States and that was not going to be tolerated. And in order to get Noriega. Bombed the whole of Smithereens out of three cities, Chorrillo, Colón, well, in Panama City, Chorrillo, Colón, and David, killing thousands of Panamanians. Suppose each of those Panamanians believed that it was, came back to the United States for revenge after that was occurring. What would be your thoughts on that? So I understand that the United States does not have the moral authority to tell Israel do the right thing. After for so many centuries, we haven't. And whenever I speak about the United States doing wrong folks, not talking about the average American citizen, it's so important that we understand this concept. Governments do things, uh, corporations do things, and the average American citizen generally pay for the price, whether they do good or bad. So it shouldn't be taken personally when one says we don't have the moral authority. It's talking about the government not having the moral authority to tell uh, tell Israel what to do. What we do have as being the people who fund a lot of the war machine in Israel by the thoughts of 3.8 billion dollars yearly and now likely a 14 billion dollar amount of money to give to replenish bombs and replenish the iron iron uh iron hood or whatever it's called we have we don't have to have the moral authority but we have the financial responsibility and ability to tell them to stop the killing. We have the financial ability to tell them to stop the killing. Now hear this. It is important. Uh, For those who may say that we told them to go south, meaning the Palestinians, for those who may say that Hamas is using them as a shield. Again, if you're in Houston and two family members effect a killing. And they're hiding behind innocent family members in four or five or six or several homes. You would not support the police going into these different homes while the killer is hiding behind his daughter, his mother, his friend, to kill. Again, you would not allow that. You would not allow that. You would think that was murder by the cop. So I ask, and and by the way, the Panamanians that were murdered by the United States military to get Noriega on false pretenses, okay? And look, Noriega was no saint. I'm not trying to do it. I'm not talking about the sanctity or anything of these killers. Neither Hamas or the sanctity of Noriega not having been facilitating the movement of drugs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about humanity here. I'm talking about humanity. But you have to understand that we have promoted a certain gradation of humanity. Palestinians, they're just Palestinians. Panamanians, they're just Panamanians. Sudanese, they're just Sudanese. And it's, you know, uh, we can just bomb meaning we minimize the amount of damage that we would get with our military minimize our own damage but we have a, a, a something we want to follow and do and that's kill and that's kill and that's kill to get our ulterior motives and i want people to understand some more things behind israel like i said i'm not going into the to the nakba or any of that particular issue that's for another sort check me out at 3 o'clock but when it comes to the killing, folks, you have to force our government. And Biden, I, I'll be very frank, we'll go over the polls, etc., later on. I don't see uh, if Biden doesn't make a, a big turn away from Netanyahu, I don't see Biden being elected president again. Because there's one thing with the delta that he's missing in the polls. A lot of deltas, you know, every time, every, well, we'll talk about that when we talk about the polls, but I'm going to pause for a minute here and is on the line. And by the way, I will talk about this subject with respect to the killing for callers. I won't talk about Nakba and all of that, but I'll talk about the, uh, I'll talk about the killings. 713 five two six five seven three eight. Again that number is seven one three five two six five seven three. Eight. Come on in Johnny how are you doing my good brother? Mayor of politics then,
2: right Mayor keys, please. Um can you hear me okay on this uh, fancy cell phone slash smartphone?
0: Yes I can hear you now sir.
2: I was unable to hear you because I kept fiddling with it. I couldn't figure out how to keep the uh, line open on it. I'm just figuring out now. I'm guessing you probably stole my thunder because I, th- I heard pieces of what you said. And it was probably what I was thinking the other day also. When uh, reportedly, Mr. Biden, you know, he's been demoted by me a few weeks ago. He's embracing Netanyahu. And he was saying that the Palestinian people deserve and that that really ticked me off because, of course, they deserve this and they deserve that, just like the people of Cuba do. So why don't he lead by example? Mr. Biden, why don't you lead by example? You have the power to do it. Show Netanyahu the way. We're supposed to be the leaders of the world, right? Why don't you uh, remove the embargo from the, from the people of Cuba? That is what you preach. Otherwise, you have no moral authority whatsoever. We are not honest brokers anywhere about anything based on the way we do. We do that voodoo that we do so well. But that's not why I called you. I called you because you guys at the beginning of your show today were talking about respect. Here's the weird thing. As you know, I'm a New New Yorker. I'm second generation Italian American. My parents turned out to be a Republican. I didn't know that. But they never instilled in me or any of my my siblings you will address us as sir or ma'am, or they never told us you had to address your aunts and uncles or your neighbors in that way, which is automatically known to be respectful. And trust me, they let us know that you have to be respectful of your elders. So I never referred I never addressed people as sir or ma'am. I would just say, Yes, please or no. Sometimes I would say yes, sir, you know, when, when the context was right. But the reason I didn't do it it's not because my parents didn't say to, it's because I heard my cousins who are ultra right-wingers use the word yes ma'am and no ma'am. And then I put that together with the uh, messages in the media, specifically in movies, where you would see Southern culture Americans brought up to be strictly adherents to certain ways of, a, of speaking. And I thought, well, they're very, they might sound polite, but they turn around and bully people. And they're the first ones to go to war and all this kind of stuff. So that was a negative, a uh, big negative for me as a kid. Grown up, I gave respect automatically. I didn't have to show it by the words, the honorifics uh, I would give people. So
0: there's that. No, Johnny, I honor that. You know, again, where where I'm from in Panama, you know, Senor, you know, we we address people not only by the sir and ma'am in Spanish, but we also address them by their titles. It's just sort of a cultural thing so that one you know your cultural for you is fine i if look i don't i don't when pe- when somebody addressed me i don't need them to say yes sir no sir i kind of uh i i do that however because you know that's how i was reared but again there's nothing wrong with what you do as long as you're nice to the other person which i'm pretty sure you are mr johnny
2: yeah, well, when I was a kid, I would say, yes, Uncle Joe, or uh, yes, Andrew. I wouldn't say, uh, yes, ma'am. To me, that felt like I was a, a stranger. That's the other right.
0: thing. To right, I mind, get it. Again, my, again, my, again, my Johnny. That's cultural. that's cultural. That's cultural. Hold on, Johnny. I want to say, welcome aboard Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard Idu Sulu. Welcome aboard John Cotter on the chat. Thank you guys for being here. All right, go ahead, sir.
2: And here's the ironic thing. If I were talking about someone who's very contentious who calls into your show, I wouldn't say, yes, Brian. I would say, yes, sir.
0: <laughs> it's a different connotation. There you go. It's all an is that intonation. Weird? I got you. No, it's not. Actually, it's not. Actually, it not. Actually, it is not because, you know, you know, when your mother is mad at you, she should say, well, Mr. Egberto Willis. And it's like, oh, my God, she didn't call me Berto. She called yeah. me Egberto Willis. I'm in trouble. <laughs>
2: yeah, I would I would, I would, get that from not my parents, but from my uncles and, and aunts. If they were mad at me for some reason, they would do that. Or they would use yeah. my full name. Yeah. Yes, but what yeah. We, oh, yeah. It's not it's not just what you say. It's how you say it. And exactly. trust me, I, would, I let it be known that I was being respectful. I say yes, Aunt Bick, you yes, Uncle Joe. I wouldn't say okay. All well, right. Okay, because I get, that would be that's Johnny, when I get report. I get report Johnny, and I come home, and Then I get the strap.
0: Johnny, you are on your half duplex line. Because I'm trying to interrupt you. I don't normally interrupt. Try not to interrupt too much. I'm trying to interrupt you, and you can't, And you're uninterruptible. I need to throw you off, sir. Because I have a 13 minute video and a nine minute video that I really, 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 really want to get out. This one is on the polls, all right,
2: I will get out of the way, I will get out of the way, sir
0: all right, have a great day, sir. We'll talk anyway, folks i uh, after am going to play a thirteen actually it's about twelve twenty uh, uh piece here on the election uh on the polls, and then i'd really like to hear your comments Two, uh, 713-526-5738. so let's go ahead and get busy. A new NBC poll is out and the news continues to be not very good for President Biden. And I know it's a year out and Obama was down and Clinton was down and all of that is true. But there's some, some incidentals here that I think we have to be careful of. And that is for those of us who are on the ground. For those of us who are precinct chairs, those of us who are not just precinct chairs, but out there in the community, speaking to folks, uh, mano a mano, face to face, uh, on blogs, online, etc., there is a difference here, folks, and that is the young people on specific issues, and right now. The way many of the young people are looking at this particular race, whether it's Trump or or Biden, they don't care. And for those who said, yes, but do you want to lose your democracy? They don't care. And I'm talking about a, a, a select group on which the election can actually turn. They don't care. I have spoken to a few uh, a few Gen Zs, uh, some younger Gen Xers, and the way they see it is that they rather give an establishment party a black eye and pay the price with pain than to continue to have something stuffed in their face. I want you to look at this poll and believe it or not uh if you if you take a look at this poll and you select certain parts of it the story that i just told is what is within this poll let's take a look at this and then we'll take it a t- look at it at on the other side
3: the war between Israel and Hamas rages on, it is having a transformative impact in our politics. We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning, which shows the toll it is taking on the president. I'm joined now by national political correspondent Steve Kornacki to take us through the numbers. Steve, some real stunning highlights here in this poll.
4: Absolutely. And I think you're right to set it up that way. What's happening in the Middle East, it really does seem to be connecting with what's happening domestically in our politics. Let's start with the bottom line here, President Biden, what is his job approval rating? We measure it now at 40 percent with 57 percent disapproving the significance. That is the lowest President Biden has ever measured in our poll in terms of job approval. And just look at the sea change from the start of this year. Remember, early this year, Democrats coming off a strong 2022 midterm. He was almost even. Now he's 17 points underwater on this question. Significant dip there, Steve. It it is. And you can actually if you take a look here by party, I think it's Significant for two reasons. One, independents, Obviously, more than two to one disapprove. You don't want to be there as an incumbent president. But I think equally significant, no surprise, 7% of Republicans approve of Joe Biden's job performance. But three times as many Democrats, 21%, that's more than one in five, say they disapprove. You need much more unified support in your own party if you're going to have a successful reelection campaign. And we mentioned the drop in that approval rating and the connection to the Middle East. And here it is, On foreign policy, 33% approve of Joe Biden's job performance. Just in September, we asked the same question, and it was 4153.
3: These numbers surprised our own pollsters, Steve, with one saying he cannot remember a time when a foreign entanglement that didn't involve U.S. troops had the capacity to transform the electorate, and that's not the case in this poll.
4: No, and go even a step further on this one. I think this jumps out at you, too. Overall, this is the handling of of the Israel-Hamas war. And again, it kind of measures overall up with Biden's foreign policy approval. But look at this. Among the oldest group of voters, 65 plus, there's a majority who approve of how Biden is handling this. That's plus 12. Look at the youngest group of voters. 20 approve, 70% disapprove. He is 50 points underwater with the youngest group of voters. That is a 62-point net swing between youngest and oldest on this topic of years, Israel Hamas.
3: And it's a critical group of voters that he needs in order to win re-election, that's for sure.
4: Absolutely. So we're showing you Biden's problems here. And the question is, who will the Republicans nominate to oppose him? And again, Donald Trump towering above the field here. Two others in double digits. Compare this to our last poll. And again, Trump is steady. The only growth you're really seeing, the only change... Change. It's right there. Nikki Haley, she grew last time. She grew a little bit more this time into double digits.
3: And those numbers are fueled by non-Trump voters. I've been talking to sources inside Trump World who say they're not panicking because of that. But it's clear she's got some real momentum here, Steve.
4: She does. And her challenge is just what you say. You look at voters who call themselves conservative, very conservative. They're very pro-Trump. They seem a little reluctant, a little resistant to her. She's got a breakthrough, not just with moderates and independents. She's got a breakthrough with Poor Republican voters who like Donald Trump if she wants to make this a real game with Trump. OK, so if we are heading towards Trump, Biden, a rematch in 2024, how does that look in our polling right now? Here it is. Wow. Donald Trump, we have at 46 percent. Biden, 44.
3: And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah,
4: it's 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look at the start of this year, 39%. Said they had a positive view of Biden, barely thirty of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now the gap is gone. Thirty-six positive on both, and actually Biden one point more negative than Trump. That's been a significant advantage for Biden. Our poll says that advantage, at least for now, may be gone. And we talked about younger voters on foreign policy, and it's true on a host of other topics. Disaffected with Joe Biden, we have forty-six percent for Trump, forty-two percent for Biden among the youngest voters. The youngest voters in the 2020 election were Biden plus 26. This could be a massive sea change. And if you take a look here, two, everybody sort of says, hey, I'm not too nuts about the possibility of this matchup. So we said, let's measure this one way. And here's how we did it. Biden against an unnamed Republican. This is just a referendum on Biden, basically. And look at this. He goes from being in a a dogfight with Trump to being double digits behind, but then flip it around. Trump against an unnamed Democrat. Trump goes from leading a against Biden to be down by six points against the Democrats. So the question is
0: this, look, first of all, uh, personally speaking, if Biden becomes, uh, personally speaking, I am going to vote no matter what. Secondly, I am going to vote for the Democrat no matter what. But I'm not a millennial. I'm not a young uh, Gen Xer. I am going to vote for the Democrat because I understand. Even now, uh, at this point in our history, uh, I will choose the better of two folks. I don't want to say evil because I don't want to call Brother Biden evil at all. But I, I, I will choose uh, what's the better candidate. You know, Biden likes to use the phrase. Don't look for perfection or something to that effect. Look for the alter don't don't seek the don't don't look at what the alternative is. I don't remember what the phrase is, but you guys know what I'm saying. So I, I personally, taking off my host cap, I will definitely be voting a straight democratic ticket from the top of that ticket to the bottom of the ticket. And the reason I'm doing that is I think it is existential for our current generation and a a subsequent generation. I mean, eventually it'll pass and, you know, even fascist uh, countries eventually can return to democracy after enough turmoil. But I don't want uh, fascism in my time or my my daughter's time. That's what I have immediate control over. And I will vote that way. But trying to convince youngsters who figure... They'll let those who screwed them pay the price and they'll just stay home because after all, they're trying to stuff things down their throat. Uh, Biden, is, Biden goes over to Israel and he hugs Netanyahu, irrespective of most of the young people understanding that Netanyahu is a war criminal who is doing horrendous things, not just now in Gaza, but much, many years before and before and before and before and before. And we, the establishment Democratic Party, stays with Netanyahu. When, it lo- when we look at certain policies, we can't, we can't muster the strength to go up against a plutocracy, and oligarchy. We, we still have uh, both Pelosi and Biden saying, we are a capitalist country and this is just how things are going to be. As opposed to listening to the younger folks and say, wait a minute, it's on our backs. Look at what you guys have done on our backs. The short-sightedness, the tunnel vision of what has occurred with both parties, but one where it should not have occurred. Again, I will be doing the right thing as I push for more progressive values as I push to ensure that eventually we truly get a progressive president. Eventually we truly get a progressive Congress. Eventually we truly get a progressive Supreme court, but many won't see it that way. And I fear if the democratic party doesn't listen, doesn't listen to, progressives going forward, which are the basal representatives of the youth and quite a few of our more uh, our, our, our voters that want to do the right thing, the price will be paid dearly at the polls. And it won't only affect the presidency, because for those who stick it out and say they're not going to vote for the president, they likely not show up at all. And all down the ballot, what we will get is a, is a, is a failure of Biden to be reelected and a, and a failure for the re- recovery or, or, or the, the switch in Congress again, meaning the Congress will probably even become more Republican and likely a turnover in the Senate. I know this is all bad news and this is all fatalistic, etc., but it would be deserved if the party doesn't start listening to all its constituents. I repeat, listening to all its constituents, especially the ones that will take you over the hump. All right. So, um, uh, so I did that last night. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm very concerned. But anyway, let's go to Moses. Come on in, Moses.
5: Um, Buenos dias, mi
0: hermana. cómo estás, mi hermana favorita?
5: Uh, uh, Muy bien. Uh, um, You said something that is very poignant. Americans, look at the alternative. Black people, look at the alternative. If you don't vote for Joe Biden and you go and vote for Donald Trump, Look at the alternative. You have felt the pain. Mexicans, especially you all, look at the alternative in the Rio Grande. Indians, Chinese, Japanese, Americans, Middle Eastern Americans, even if I know you all are not suffering now, look at the alternative. What do you have in Donald Trump? What have you had in Donald Trump? Look at the alternatives. And as Elmer, El, El, um, <laughs> uh as our thing um, um, says, Mr. Willis said, look at the alternatives. And sometimes you have to grit your teeth and choose the man who has proved that he knows how to handle situations. Even when the whole world is biting his back, he knows how to handle the situation in such a way that it does not explode to a point that inflames the whole world. You all don't know. Those who have understanding will understand what Joe Biden is doing there is the work of a wise man, an old man who has taken his wisdom and knows how to get into a situation, hold down, hold down Netanyahu and do the best that he can in a bad situation so it does not explode. Black people, look at the alternative. Mexicans, look at the alternative. East Indians, look at the alternative. Um, um, Middle Eastern people, who are in America? Don't don't jump to conclusions too fast. Look carefully at the alternative. What do you get if you go and make the mistake of putting Donald Trump and the Republican Party in power? Look at the alternative. And Can that's I, all I have to
0: say. Wait, wait, Moses, don't leave. Don't leave. Let me just address what you you're saying because Um, You know, um, I am in mostly agreement with you. I I think Biden uh, needed to make one change. And like I said, I am someone that looks at the alternative and the alternative is I cannot. If if it's Biden and against uh, Trump, Biden has my vote. This election, likewise, I am voting top to bottom Democratic. That's personal. That's not a host. That's personal. Now, here is my big thing about and by the way, um, uh, you said something very wise. I do believe the hug with Netanyahu had a purpose to to make to attempt to make Netanyahu more civil and do things that he otherwise likely as a war criminal that he is would have done worse than he has thus far. It's hard to believe 13000 dead or I should, I'm not going to call them dead, 13,000 murdered Palestinians is not, um, it, 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 it's not bad enough. So, but I do agree with you that uh, the wise part is saying, I need to somehow have control of Netanyahu, and this is the best way to do it. In my opinion, however— that, it, That's
5: the other thing. That's the other thing. Go ahead. If, ask yourself, if that was Donald Trump in power today, If that was Donald Trump in power today, what do you think would happen? How do you think he would handle the situation?
0: Well listen
5: to what uh, is already listen to his agenda already. People open your ears and listen to the man. You heard Moses Moses
0: Moses, if Donald Trump was in power. I think uh, instead of 13,000 dead, Netanyahu would have already killed 26,000 people, started the, the new uh, Ben-Gurion Canal and started drilling inside of Gaza North. But that's another story to talk about. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, but, but, but I think it is time for America to disassociate w- w- from, from its notion that absolutely anything the Israeli government does it's correct. Just like I think Americans should disassociate themselves from the American government, assuming that everything they do overseas and elsewhere is correct. That is how I think we have to start. And all of that requires a lot of people based engagement. We have some things that we have to cover now, as you intelligently mentioned about uh, wise. Is President Biden wise? Yes. He's also old in respect to thinking old ways of solving problems while the world has moved on in many other countries. There's one thing Biden has to learn. And I think most American presidents uh, have, have to learn is the rest of the world is not stupid. They don't have nuclear bombs, but they're not stupid. When you talk about morality, they don't listen because we don't have the moral for our government, not we, our government and our corporations do not have the moral wherewithal to tell any other country to be moral. Our people do, but our government has shown the largest form of immorality with respect to humanity, with respect to law, respect to just about everything else. But that's for another day. Moses, I thank you so kindly I'll for your by, wise I'll, words. I'll, I'll,
5: finish, I'll, I'll finish by saying. Yes. I understand all that. The government does that. But in the situation that the world is in right now, it takes an old man with wisdom who understands because he has come up and he knows all of all, where the whole where the bones mm-hmm. are buried. It takes the old man, he has come to such a time as this. Because if you did not have someone with his experience, you see what the young people can sometimes it's true they want to go forward but they do not have the experience to tackle
0: Moses this kind of Moses system. Moses I want to I want to push back on that I think it is the uh-huh. old man thinking that has a whole lot of the issues happening in the world right now and this is not specific to Biden this is specific to us having an old government that refuses to move. So again, let's talk about this another time, but look, when it comes to the totality of okay. your argument, I am with you. All right. So thank you so kindly, Moses.
5: Okay. Buenos yeah. dias.
0: Buenos dias, Corazon. All right, let's go to Joe. Come on in, Joe. Alberto. Joe, you're on. Can you hear me? Can you hear yes, me I now? Can. Yes, I can hear you, Joe. Yeah.
2: Okay. Pandora's box is open. Uh, people in this country for the first time i've never seen such an enormous amount of understanding of foreign policy as as has happened over this uh uh, israeli yes murder of uh people it's 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 terrific it's wonderful that people in the united states are understanding what what's going on it's basically young people too and it's going to change the elections uh Biden's not going to get in. He's probably going to be replaced before the election anyway, and uh, okay. which is a good thing because the, the man, he's not capable of uh, performing anymore. He, you saw what a fool he made of his uh, foreign policy group uh, when the president of China was here.
0: He went on diplomatic and called uh, the, uh, the Chinese premier a dictator before he left the country, I believe. <laughs> uh,
2: how stupid can you be? You have your entire uh, business group saying we we need to work with China. We need to do this. And they bring him in and they have all of these wonderful meetings. And, and he goes and uh, and says something as stupid as that. I mean, no. you know he's sick. He's not mentally all there.
0: Well, well, I'm not going, to – Joe. And let me let me just say this, still, okay? You're still promoting him, Joe. I, I, let me go, that's brother still, Joe, Bro- right, oh, I'm let sorry. Let me
2: get to one point. Let me get to one yeah, point. go ahead. Uh, and and then I'll leave.
0: Yeah, no, no, I don't want you to leave. But go ahead.
2: But this this time it's for third parties. We got three candidates running in third parties. There's a good chance we're going to see. Uh, a larger vote for uh, for third parties than we've ever seen before. Even uh, if you go back to uh, Perot, yeah, back to Perot somewhere, he got almost twenty percent uh, coming in. I think we're going to outdo that, and that's a good thing. That means the United Party is dead. Republicans and 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 uh, with all the people that are funding them and and it, against the people of the country. So I, I I think we're uh it's a good
0: situation. John that's, I that's mean a, I, Joe don't don't leave yet. You and I have gone over this stuff about Kennedy and a whole lot of all these things in uh several times over. And here is the president. I mean here here I mean, president. Here's a problem, right? If if you could show me Joe and all my third party folks that are really urging me to go ahead and start pushing third party candidates etc. If you could show me the calculations that show that will work, I would be with you. And I say that whole honestly because I think the two-party system has failed us. But until you and I and John Carter and others that are on uh, and, and, uh, and Zulu and AR, until we are able to mobilize enough people, both on the state level, to make that a possibility, we cannot, I, I can't see it happening. Now, if somebody presents me, and look, I don't know all. So if somebody presents something to me that I can say, ah, this is what, okay, after this occur, this occur, that occur, I would do it. But as a host, Brother Joe, I have a responsibility, not, and, and by the way, by the way, some people don't have the and I can see that I'm not going to be able to do my second video because I have calls and I take all of my calls. Um I can see that the possibility exists that some people don't see some folks don't have the some folks don't have the I I don't want to use the word privilege but it would be harder for them to take that chance. And that's why they don't. The reason Biden is president today is because people feared that uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, who would have been better for them, somehow was going to win the Democratic primary. And they, deep within, said, but I can't go through the calculations and see How the entire America was going to vote for Bernie Sanders. So we better put Biden in. That was a calculation made by folks who thought they would have taken the existential hit if Bernie Sanders had lost. And those are the things I'm talking about, Joe.
2: Can I comment on that? Please answer. I I don't think Bernie Sanders lost. I think he was cheated. I think that. They pulled uh, the votes in, in New York City and Brooklyn uh, away from him. We know that it's fact. It's uh, it was written up, and he's also was winning this uh, this last election until Obama came in and pulled all of his studs.
0: So again, you, again, you know, again, Joe, uh, you're making yeah. my point, Joe. Joe, you're making my point. We, you no, have but, to. Be... Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: What you're saying is that the election was fixed by the Democratic Party, and and it's okay that they they win.
0: No, that's not not. what I'm. No, no, no. Don't don't miss my brother. You You know I love you. Don't miss my point. Don't miss my point, sir. Don't miss my point on this one, brother. Please. What I'm saying is we have a lot of work to do because we know that is how parties operate, whether it be the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. We have to work outside of the outs from within and from without the party. You know, uh, per, personally, uh, there are some precinctures that, well, I, I can't tell that story that I'm on air right now, but you have to work within the party and without the party and gain that, build that support outside of the machine. It has to be done first. And that's all I'm saying. We have well, no, this go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Right? Isn't See, it happening right now? Is you're seeing it with these third parties? Now it's not no, going to No,
0: it's not. No, no, it's not happening. Let me tell you if, how it would have happened. <laughs> it, it would it, have listen. happened this way. Can I, Joe? Let me say this, brother Joe. Let me just say this. It's not happening. We have a lot of loose cannons out there running as third party we have the green party with without what's her name running again we have uh the, the uh, professor running uh, and and we also have kennedy running if we really were to have a true movement it would have coalesced because it cannot be partitioned it has to coalesce onto something that can build a movement but what we have too often uh, it are people each having their own opinions? And instead of saying, I will back off my opinion for the better good, everybody wants to be right. I tell you what, I am willing to, if I want a third party, I am willing to say, to put myself down and say, okay, what do you suggest, Joe? What do you suggest, John? What do you suggest, Amos? What do you suggest, Zulu? And then we come together and beat the system. But until the, the, what the system, what the Democratic Party and the Republican Party know is that there are a lot of loose cannons outside. And as long as you have a lot of loose cannons, they win. And that's what I'm saying, you have to come together. You have to find a way to come together. But Joe, uh let's keep talking, all right? I got to go to Augie. All right.
2: Take care. Thank,
0: Thank you, brother. You. Let's go to Augie. Come on in, Augie.
6: Hey, It's good to be speaking to our light in the darkness. And uh, I was thinking, if uh, it's Biden and Trump, that's our choice. We can either have a light, no matter how dim it is, or we can have Trump and we're Uh, going to have darkness. You named it. You nailed it. Um, And I was thinking about Rosalind Carter when she just passed. Uh, I love that woman. Yes. And Jimmy Carter, uh, the Christians want a Christian president. Well, I think the only Christian president we had was Jimmy Carter. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, amazing, isn't it? This is a guy who, yeah. you know, this is a guy who lived the word, man. And I'm Correct. not even a Christian, I'm a humanist, but I love that. People get on my case when I talk about how I love this guy because of what he represented,
6: right? Yeah. Even my, even my trumper relatives, one of them said he voted for Jimmy Carter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah jimmy carter was a good guy and, and his wife was good amy i i don't know if you know his the story of amy carter i used to love amy carter she was always a lefty radical right and she would go out there and yeah. buck the system and the media would like to make fun of her but she stood her ground but anyway hey augie i hate to cut you short because i have three more on the line. do you have something quick to say you
6: well know, and this is like that's what that's what options are light or darkness and this election you, coming up. And uh, right. Hillary, uh, I voted for Bernie, but when Hillary came up, I voted for Hillary. If we if Hillary had won, we would not had those three Supreme Court
0: judges. Exactly. All I right look I was a delegate for Bernie in Philadelphia. I actually was on the floor in Philadelphia. So I hear you, brother. Thank you, Augie. All right, let's go to Harry uh and folks, I'm gonna we'll have to leave everybody to about a minute because I didn't manage the time very well, and I asked you guys to call early anyway. But come on in, Harry. That's
6: okay. Um, I'll just say this real quickly. As far as the poll numbers are concerned, Joe Biden uh, needs to talk to the young people. And in talking to the young people, he needs to call for a ceasefire and stop giving them weapons because the real weapons, because that's uh, what is uh, making the young people angry. Now, the 65 and up people think that he's handling that okay so he won't lose those voters but if he doesn't right. talk to young people and say and call for a ceasefire and stop giving I- israel weapons then um he's going to lose those voters because they're going to remember in november and i thank vote you.
0: my conscience. and so um have a good day we'll talk thank tomorrow you very again. much for, thank you very much harry and thank you harry for being short today all right let's go to jimmy come on in jimmy Good morning, Egberto. I'm going to bring up sir. Nikki Haley. She's rising in the polls. And yes. um, I, I like her myself, except lately she says she wants the U.S. to shut down TikTok. And I assume that's because she thinks kind of fine on us. But I think she's making a big mistake, and I think she's wrong. And I think the young people are going to go against her because they love TikTok. And I see TikTok as a very innocent thing, videos and fun things and all that. So what do you think about that issue? Uh, TikTok, anybody who who talks about shutting down TikTok because China is spying on you, they are imbeciles. All right. I put and I don't like to use those words, but it's time for people to start learning a little bit of technology. If you're going to lead the world, Uh, China has as much control over TikTok as Bezos. I mean, as as uh, what's his name have over X or Twitter. The fact of the matter is. If you really wanted to control what people are seeing, you have to control the platform, which would be Google, and nobody's gonna do that it's a it's a ridiculous story, and it's people who simply don't understand technology and Jimmy, I know you personally, you're an older guy, and that you get it, and she doesn't Jimmy for president, yeah, uh, yeah, I think Nikki's making a big mistake that he's going to lose the young voters if he sticks with that yeah. it's just wrong. It makes okay. no sense. Uh, long uh, long. Thank you very much, Jimmy. TikTok is the best of the online platforms, uh, the algorithm, et cetera. I have tested the – by the way, I'm a software developer. I've tested the algorithm with what comes to you based on what you look for, et cetera. It's the smartest algorithm out there. Can it be manipulated? Of course it can, but all of them can be manipulated. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. All right, Brian, come on in, my brother.
2: Yeah, Uh, you never answered my question on how we're going to pay for the illegal aliens. You went into Richard Cheney said that we can save money, and then you went
0: into. No, no, uh, Okay, I'll I'll just tell you a simple answer, Okay, I'll give you the simple answer. Print the darn money. We don't print money anymore. Just put it on the ledger. If you understand how an economy works, sir, you understand that that's what every time we have a war, that's what we do. We can do it when we are having a war with that, uh, with this, not a war, but a, a, an existential issue with the immigration problem. We did it when we had the COVID problem. The they don't like to if tell you that. It, sir, can you let me finish it? I, didn't I let you talk? It, it, the same way we handled, we handled uh, COVID, we handled the war, we handled every. It's the same thing. This is not a permanent issue. This is a temporary issue. We just have to write it on the ledger. That's how money gets created. Okay.
5: Yeah. And the inflation rate because of Biden, what he did with the
2: Inflation Reduction Act. Biden did not.
0: Again, I've I've explained, sir, I've explained that with numbers and graphs for you. Inflation was not caused by. Sorry, you're going to let me answer the question or not. Inflation was not caused by Biden's spending. It was caused by corporate greed. And the numbers are there to show you if you look at every corporation's ledger compared to their costs, you will see that the increase in their profits is what was the increase in inflation. There were several people who've done that. I got to go, Brian, because I got one more quickie. Eugene on line one, come on real quick before I, and you only got about 30 seconds. Yes. Come on, Eugene.
6: Yes, sir. If you want to save America, get rid of Trump
0: and put him in prison. Thank you very much, Eugene. All right, folks, let me throw this to the control room to my brothers, my two brothers, the two geniuses. Come on in.
1: Well, quite an active show today. Lots of callers and lots of opinions, as we yes, like. Yes, sir. That's right. We like to. Well, we like to give the folks, you know, the uh, opportunity to express their opinions and uh, learn the truth. Yes sir. And now Jack, you got some wisdom for us?
2: Well, I just I just agree that we should have more than a two-party system for our elections. The more the more opinions you bring to an election, the more freedom that will be served.
0: You nailed it, you nailed it. Folks, I didn't get to all the topics that we're supposed to go, but please go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. You can get to all the videos that I did right there, including the articles, etc. Politicsdone right dot slash newsletter. I want to thank the great guys in the studio, uh, checking taking care of everything. I want to thank everybody that called in, everybody that's listened. My name is egberto Willis, this is politics and right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out